You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweets and successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game and finesse it and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Settings Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. Dr. Shane Calhoun, what up, homie? What's going on, man? Uh, this thing is weird. I'm still in the, okay, it just came back. I just started seeing you. My video just ended. Oh, man, this thing is delayed, man. Yeah, but can you hear me? I can hear you just uh, fine. It's, it's that technology. So that's audio. Um, yeah. What I think it is, um, and this is, again, classic. We got to figure it out. I think that my memory on my computer is at capacity. So it's slowing everything down. So I have like just too much crap on my computer and it's literally slowing everything down. And that's a problem I've been having. (laughs) So it's interesting. (laughs) And that's so perfect considering today's topic. Huh? Well, tell me this. I always want to check on you, but I also want to jump right into this. How you doing? You good? Yeah, I'm I'm good. Uh busy, I would say. I have this presentation tomorrow with um Montgomery Public Schools and I'm just nervous about it. Because What you nervous about? Huh? I said what you nervous about? I'm nervous because there's something that needs to be said that's going to piss everybody off in the room. Mm. And uh, my 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 uh, coworkers included. <laughs> so I, I I have a I have a word that that really needs to be said. But if it's said, it's gonna piss everybody off. So I'm trying to find that balance of being honest and saying what you think and saying what is needed without going volcanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... You ever read the book Radical Candor? No. It's a good book. You should get it. It's about communicating with extreme radical candor. But one key component of communicating with that kind of level of feedback, you have to have also a level of care with your radical candor. And so if you deliver it with care, it's more likely to be received better, which makes me think about the the affirmation or the quote that I heard maybe a year ago ago it said uh feedback honest feedback or no excuse me excuse me feedback without honesty is just pure cruelty Mm. feedback without honesty is just pure cruelty so between what radical candor recommends inserting that care into your feedback that is also honest, knowing that it may make some people uncomfortable. 
sounds like you're trying to find the right balance between those two. Well, the other big balance is that I am almost positive that I'm dealing with closed-minded thoughts and people. Mm. So even if your communication even has if, all the yeah. right components, closed-mindedness is just going Yes. And 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 I, maybe closed-mindedness would be harsh Indoctrin- indoctrinated people. Like mm. this is the way we always did it. Mm. So um that's what I'm saying. So it's it just kind of like you know, so it, it's going to be interesting. I I have not finished the presentation as of yet and I go on at 1. So um par for the course. This is you, baby. This is par for the course, baby. <laughs> Other people right now is moving into a high stress mode. You man, your lights just started flickering. Yeah. Engine revving, you just woke up ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm a sleep good, but wake up early probably. I'm gonna be sleeping good when I'm asleep because I'm tired, but when I'm not asleep, I'm gonna be up thinking about it like I'll be waking up out of my sleep. So it's gonna be good. I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm gonna just say what I got to say or figure out how to say what I gotta say and let everybody figure it on out. Hey, everybody else figure it out. So, and and that's kind of what blew my mind. And we don't have to stay there long, but like it's important that we surround ourselves with people that have the same character and values as us, man. Because when you don't, you're going to get yourself caught up in some foolishness that you ain't got no business getting caught up in. Very true. Around uh, poor character people. Yep. I had a homeboy, uh, matter of fact, a frat brother come over this past weekend and we kicked it for maybe an hour or so. And he was telling me that he, he called me, he texted me that morning asking, can he stop by? Because to sum up a long story, he had been hanging around some poor character people mm-hmm. long ago before that. And he realized that he was vulnerable in that moment and said, if I keep hanging around those poor character people, I'm going to find myself in a situation I don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. And I come over there. No doubt. Come on over. Kick yeah. It with me. Yeah. 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 So. Hey, jumping into today's topic, I want to I want to dive into this. I sent you the topic title just being comfort food, right? Yeah. No idea what we're talking about here. You never do, nor do I want you to, because I want your raw and honest at reaction. What are some of your favorite comfort foods? I like food, bro. I know. I don't know. I don't know that I have a favorite. I I like favorites multiple. Oh God! Some of your favorites. I love Chinese Chinese food. I I I think if I had to say an absolute favorite, I like tacos. Like I go to Taco Bell at least once a week. Um, my wife has this new thing where she's frying these tortillas, so we have like chalupas at the house. I mean, um. I turned on to that. That's amazing. By the way, yeah, I love I love crab legs. I love see. I love food. I love food. So yeah. it's kind of like I told you my favorites, but like, you know, I, I'm the I'm the person that sees a commercial on TV and mouth starts sweating. Then I got to go to the store and get it. That's me. Like food come on the TV and like you just go into a trance. That's definitely me. So when you think about your favorite foods, what makes them so good to you? What is it about them? That's just that it just makes it so good. All right, where are we going here? They're don't just, worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't, <laughs> don't I always take you to a safe landing? Just yeah, follow yeah. me. I just like food. I mean, it's just the taste. You know, um, I also, I've, I've also figured out it's my eating habits 
are probably attached to some level of stress. So I do a lot of stress eating, probably. Mm. Mm. Probably. Again, people, we didn't plan on this, but here's where we're going, right? So comfort food, right? I'm listening to one of my books and I don't even remember the context around it, but it started talking about comfort food Mm. and how people run to it, right? And so that Mm. got me wondering, comfort food, where did that phrase even come from? What I learned in doing my research is comfort food first appeared in about 1966. I think it was in a Washington Post uh, article, um, and it referred to food that evokes uh, feelings of like home and safety. Uh, It talks about what adults, when under severe emotional stress, Mm. they turn to what can be called comfort food, Mm. right? So that got me thinking like, wow, our behaviors, to use a word that you used earlier, that Mm -hmm. have been indoctrinated into who we are, cause us to run for comfort, right? Mm -hmm. So then I started, of course, breaking down the phrase, what does comfort mean? Comfort defined is a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint, right? So freedom from pain or constraint. Food, by definition, is anything we eat, drink, or absorb to Mm. maintain life and growth. But what I thought about was we talk all the time how pursuing your purpose, how chasing your dreams is painful because you're going to fail. You're going to experience hurt. Mm -hmm. And we run for comfort. So in a moment of vulnerability, can you think of a time when you were pursuing your purpose that you ran for comfort? And comfort is, could actually be more than food? Absolutely. Um, I think for me personally, that's an everyday basis. Mm. Whereas like, I know I should be a writing this recommendation letter, but I go chase Facebook. I go, I go check my feed on Facebook. Uh, uh, I know I should be writing this paper, but instead I'm listening to something on YouTube. So for me, it, it's uh, very frequently, and it's usually, you know, distraction from the work I should be doing. And again, people, we did not talk about this before. <laughs> We got home tonight. That's where my head went was our place of comfort that we run to oftentimes, I think, is distraction because I thought about myself. Oh, we are a distracted society, my boy. We really are. But I think we also, without the science of algorithms behind social media apps, I think before all of that existed, like you and I can remember, Mm -hmm. I think we ran to the things that distracted us from what we really were supposed to be doing anyway. I think that was indoctrinated. Yeah, Yeah, no, but I think it's, it's, it's severely heightened now. Absolutely. Severely heightened. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. um, So, I mean, like even now, as we speak, you can't see it off camera, but I got my little Hulu over here watching. (laughs) We're recording the episode focused. Yeah, but uh, I got I got a wrestling match going on. But yeah, yeah, we're, we're... that would suggest that this is uncomfortable, and so you're going to a place no, of comfort. 
No, I think it, it's it's that we're so freaking distracted. Okay, okay. It, it, it's just that we're so and and a lot of the time, dog. I, there's been some times where I would go on my phone and I said, "All right, I'm gonna go check my email real quick." I look down, I'm on Facebook, just self consciously, not even not even realizing. Like I go to do something else, and the first thing is I do, I, I go hit that little blue button. You know, um, I have this app blocker app on my phone where, yep. you know, I set it where it blocks certain apps. So it tells you that you're blocked and how many times you went to that app, wow. even though you're blocked. What's the most you've seen? You I don't know. I don't use the app often enough to remember. Like I haven't mm-hmm. used it in a while. Um, you know, but it, it's just like we're, we're we are distracted and it, it's almost like. Is it weird that we're just intentionally being distracted because it's almost like we don't want to deal with whatever it is, life itself, and like we're we're constantly in avoidance mode. Always, like that switch is on all the time, all the time. And I mean, somebody like turned it on and then broke it and mm-hmm. then threw it across the street, like. Mm-hmm we are avoiding hard things, right? Remember the phrase, eat the frog? Remember when we talked about that? It got me thinking about that. That's exactly what eat the frog is, like avoiding the tough things. But then when I think about the benefits of when you've ate the frog, when you didn't avoid the things that you know you needed to do, how how did that help you as an individual to move closer to your goal and i know that sounds simple but that's really and truly what we're talking about how does eating the frog not avoiding the things you need to do in life help you move closer to achieving your goals i mean is the obvious answer you're just checking something off your list so you're moving closer although i've been reading the power of habit no excuse me atomic habits atomic habits and goals are about to be in the past and we're going to start focusing on systems so um yeah i don't know i mean uh, what 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 answer are you looking for with that question because it's not looking for any answer i guess when i think about our audience right we probably got somebody who's thinking about this i run to a place of comfort when pursuing my purpose gets hard However, if I were to stay the course, if I was to stay focused, what might I accomplish? Where could my life possibly be? That's where my head goes. I'm thinking about that audience member listening to this right now as we talk. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, what advice do you offer that person to help them no longer avoid life? No longer avoid the ills of pursuing their purpose. Well, would it start with identifying if you're actually distracted and what your distraction points are? Hmm. So now you're breaking it down to a system. Man, I like you. (laughs) Yeah, like, hey, I'm going to tell you all a secret. (laughs) Most people don't change because they don't think anything's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. (laughs) But it's the truth. Most of us fail to evolve and fail to grow and fail to move closer to our purpose 
because we can't identify that there's actually a problem. Mm-hmm. We'd rather roll around in that mud or live in the distraction because it's 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 easier. It's you know, like what comfort comfort food. It's comfortable being distracted. So sure if you want to move towards your purpose, you gotta you gotta move to a place where you're 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 seeking discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why the the topic is comfort food really and truly is killing your purpose. Because yes. remember, food is any substance that you eat, drink, or consume to maintain life and growth. Yeah. And so if you run to a place of comfort and then eat in that place of comfort, it's going to make you feel fulfilled, sustained, maintained, and like you're growing. It's giving you a false sense of reality. Mm. So it's almost that scarcity mindset comes into play. Like you have to almost convince yourself that, you know what? Maybe I do need to go without. I think they call that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to get into a place of discomfort, like you said. Denial. Right. You got to get to a place where ultimately you are still hungry. Me and my son had this conversation over the weekend. You ever heard the phrase fat cats don't hunt? Yes. He hadn't heard of it. Young whippersnapper. Young whippersnappers. And that's my fault. I didn't pass it down until. until (laughs) But what is your understanding of the phrase fat cats don't hunt? Fat cats don't hunt because they're content. They're full. They can't Mm -hmm. move. So they sit and they wait in a lot of ways for whatever they're going to eat or whatever they can have to come to them. Mm -hmm. Even if food walk right up to them, they won't eat. No, but that's easy food. So they'll go get that food. Mm. But the opposite of that is fat cats don't hunt, but are probably going to be hunted because they're fat and they're sitting still. Ooh. Ooh. So the question is, if you right now are a fat cat, and I'm not talking about in the physical sense because your body shape, I'm not worried about your body shape. I'm talking about are you content with your status in life? Because that comes in all shapes, sizes, colors, creeds. Mm Mm-hmm backgrounds hmm all right so what are the things that you consume on a regular basis that keeps you hungry um a lot of podcasts uh my friends right now uh between you and daniel right now y'all are putting a lot of logs on the fire watching richie and sabrina um I think that's my um my go-to team and squad right now. If I'm missing somebody, I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Oh, Clint Randall's. So for right now, what's keeping me going is like the people that I look up to and I look towards that are putting in the work that are really inspiring me forward. Mm. Mm. So people, people who are putting in work that you look up to. So that admiration has to exist first. Yeah. Hmm. Or just, or curiosity. Mm. I'm curious how you do that. Like, this is interesting to me. What about you? Like you, definitely people, you being one of them, always check in with Daniel Whitehouse, Richie and Sabrina for sure, Nelsia. Mm -hmm. I think about the growth that, you know, her journey um, she's been through since we were 
little jits in, in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, various family members, my sister being another. Uh, but I tell you, this journey of that I was on this year of trying to read one book a month, I had a couple months where some hardships took me off course. So I'm sitting at eight books um, read and I'm working on my ninth now. That has been absolutely food that has kept me hungry. Like you mentioned curiosity. I think every book I've read, I've taken away and taken some things that I've actually been able to implement in my life. And it's got me even more curious about what the next book might give me to unlock what I'm trying to do in my current state. Mm. Like That has been my food without question. Consuming books, knowledge. I, I got another one. And, and and it's only because it just hit me. But like uh <laughs> this one heard this one saying one time this cat said uh the more I get the more I want <laughs> and it's just so funny. Like uh I just again got distracted and I went and glanced at my email and uh shoot I just sold a book. When you talk about motivation mm. where it's mm. like when you see that thing happening like i just made money and i'm sitting here on a podcast like that that is big logs on a fire when you see that you put in the work you did something and it's it's like working it's materializing it's moving forward so success is another big thing like um the other day i sat down since june bro june i've done Seven presentations since June. And I got two more this week. You know, and, and some of those have opened up some other doors. So it's like the more you get, the more you want. So success sometimes yeah, is, it is. is like the yeah, greatest it is like shoot, bro. From basketball, when you see the ball go in the hoop, how much does that do for a player's confidence? Mm-hmm. You know, as a confidence. coach, you just got to yeah. see it go in, right? That's why it's okay to go get that too, that little layup. Shoot that free throw for one because you just need to Mm -hmm. visually see it going in. So when you think about your own life, I know for me, when I find myself feeling discouraged, I feel like I'm not making enough progress. I feel like the game ain't happening the way that I'm used to it happening. I just need to see the ball go in the hoop in one little aspect of my life. And then it's like snowball effect. That thing picks up momentum. And it gets going and it ain't nothing that, that stops it. And I feel like that's the space that I'm in right now. Like I'm I'm currently working on closing at least four different deals for next year, having me either come in to speak at a conference or do an offsite workshop for uh, an organization. It is like and that it all is. came from doing one keynote. One thing. One thing, yeah, and 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 the power of do, <laughs> the power of do. Hey man, I'm just we'll talk about it another day. time. We'll With that, time. man, comfort food. Power of- we we talk about the takeaway all the time. Comfort food is killing a lot of people's purpose, their dreams, stopping them from getting closer to their goals. If you had to have a takeaway for yourself or for the audience today around the discussion, what would it be? What's today's takeaway? Don't be literal and split hairs. 
It could be comfort food. Mm. It could be comfort people. It could be comfort habits. Mm. It could be comfort TV. Could be comfort drink, comfort weed, comfort gummy, anything that is distracting you from getting what you want done. And here's another thing. An excuse, and I don't know if we talked about this last time. An excuse and a reason have the same mm. result. They mm. accomplish. We didn't talk about that last time. That's new. Okay. Okay, so I told somebody else that you can call them reasons, I'm gonna call them excuses, but at the end of the day, the they don't accomplish nothing. So split hairs if you wanna, but find those things that are, if you don't want to call it comfort food, coach calls them mm -hmm. comfort food, I'm gonna call them distractions. Find those things that distract you from doing and being who and what you want to be or what you say you want to be. And Work through them. Absolutely, best absolutely, people. That's why I rock with this dude. So, as always, footwork. Footwork is a segment where we talk about, we share with you, the audience, one thing that we've done to move us closer to our goals. So, Shane, one thing briefly. I don't feel like telling y'all. Just know that I'm out here swinging. That's where I'm at right now. Is this, is, is this a killer swing, move in right? silence phase of, of your journey? No. Uh, yeah. No. No. This is the... I think we all get caught up too much in celebration as part of the journey. Mm. Mm. So we could call it silence, but I think sometimes like... I don't know. I have to check. I, and I know it's not, but like, I think sometimes people, people mm. only work for the applause and I'm in a space where I don't want to work for the applause. So I have to just, if it means that I don't say anything, just work. Then I'm, I'm just going to do that. Yeah. So right now I'm just in a swing swing. If it comes up in conversation, good. If not, just swing. I don't, I don't really have nothing to promote. I mean, you could, yeah, I, I really don't have anything to promote at the moment. Look at, check out my Music Ed blog, www.musicedblog.com. Um, still go buy the book. Uh, the Producers of Pop, still available on F-flat books. But, um, you know, just, just I'm yeah. swinging. Yeah. That's, that's that. the foot right I now. I feel that. I actually, what about you? talk about technology and, and all that it has to offer. Uh in the last month and a half, I've received mm, somewhere between eight to 10 requests for me to be somebody's coach on LinkedIn. And I didn't realize that that feature was even available. Like in my inbox mm. in LinkedIn showed up this person's like description and then another person and then another person. And I was like, uh, I'm sorry, what is this for? And they were like, for coaching. And I was like, I know, but I, I haven't been soliciting. And that's the piece that you, that people need to understand. I closed my coaching. Yeah. You see, that's the little thing. I don't know where that came from. So maybe it's not zoom. Maybe it's my computer. You saw the little wait, bubble. Pop know, wait, what? <laughs> I have no idea thumb, where yeah. these little gestures come from, but when I talk with my hands, little things start happening on the screen. I have no idea where this comes from. No idea. Anyway, uh, okay. 
so yeah, pe people's description coming through goals, what they're trying to accomplish, and it's through a feature in LinkedIn where they're saying, yeah, I saw that you're a coach and I'd like to request you as my coach. So I'm like, well, dang. Well, maybe, maybe that's the signal. So yes. January, I'm going to open up my coaching cohort to take on a couple of clients. Yeah. The, that's dope. The system that's, was set up. I don't know. How, I still have to, it, it, was it was in it was LinkedIn. They could request me. They could get set up. It sends me some info, like if almost like a filled out a questionnaire, if you will. But I'm like, I don't have a questionnaire posted. I don't have anything right now. My coaching co cohort is closed. And that actually may be a sign because I was just thinking about something. Man, congrats, bro. Do it. And um, shoot, yes. you got to wait till January. Yes, I do. Because I need to get some ducks okay. in, in order to make sure that I give people all of me and the time that they reserve. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That's it. Interesting. 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 Especially because interesting. it had been on my mind. It was a conversation that I was having up here. And then that started happening. Yeah. Well, and the reason why I say it was interesting, because just a second ago, about an hour ago, I have the the course that's up and I'm not gaining traction and it's probably linked to promotion. But I was like, I literally just said to myself, I wonder if it's time just to blow up the course, use it as content for social media and open up individual mm. consultations monthly, mm. literally like an hour ago. I was having that conversation with myself. That's why I was just like interested. So now I'm thinking when you said that, I'm like, oh crap, maybe I need to get on LinkedIn too. More bread on the bread out here I go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like as that's that's yeah. kind of wild. But that's congrats, man. No I appreciate that. I just want to get my ducks in a row. <laughs> Look, let's close this out yeah, with a word of the week. It. Heard this quote listening to a podcast, one of my favorite uh, podcasts. Uh, it is by Muhammad Ali, a quote that I have never heard. And I followed, you know, Muhammad Ali for quite some time. It says, wars of nations are fought to change maps, but wars of poverty are fought to map change. Again, wars of nations are fought to change maps, but wars of poverty are fought to map change. Think about this. There are nations who go to war, including this nation who go to war over where lines are drawn on a map. Right. But in yeah. the war of poverty, when you are stricken, when you are deprived of food, of resources, of necessities, you go to war to mm -hmm. map change so that you can get different outcomes. You don't care about where the lines are drawn because right now uh -huh. all the lines that are drawn are preventing you from getting to what you need. Uh, 
Gotcha. So like for me, when gotcha. I hear that now and I think about the race that we've been on, you and I, I think honestly have been on a war fighting poverty. We have been trying to map change in our lives and yeah. our families' lives because we've seen what it's like to go without. And so we are trying to fight mm -hmm. to map change. We could care less about where the lines on a map exist. And there are some people out in our audience who are on mm -hmm. a similar war fighting against poverty. We encourage you, keep fighting, keep pursuing, keep pushing forward. Because you will see the change that you seek, but that's only if you stay consistent. You got to do, as Doc would say, the power of do. With that, mm -hmm. I'm Coach Vic. Right that's Doc. We the Purpose Addicts. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, share the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a police officer. As always, live life on purpose. We out. And I think a lot of the times everybody's not going to understand your vision, your walk, your purpose, your desires, your dreams, your goals. And they don't have to, because I'm gonna tell you a secret. Everybody ready? It's yours. It don't belong to them. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't they teeth to brush, ain't they armpits to put deodorant on, it's yours. This message is for anyone who is not answering the calling on their life. I want you to take note of something. That one thing, that one talent, that one gift you have, that idea that could give birth to a solution that possibly brings harmony to the world will never get the chance to breathe life if you continue to let fear kidnap you from your future. That's right, I said, if you continue to let fear kidnap you from your future. Too many times we settle for good things when we can have God things. And purpose is a God-given gift. Not everybody fulfills their purpose. Not everybody discovers it. Not everybody walks in it. But if you're willing to give up the good things to get to the God things, well, baby, I promise you purpose, that's for you. Failure is a part of success. I heard that somewhere. I didn't make that word. Failure is a part of success. Yeah, you know I love it. You could try 10 times and you may not get it to your ninth, but what if that ninth try or that 10th try is the one that gets you that million? Instead of looking at what we have on the inside and utilizing our tools, we always look in other places and try to pull in there and pull from there when most of the time it's right here inside of us. There are no problems. There's only solutions. Let's, let's just be in a habit of fixing things or finding a way out. My favorite quote that I learned is that fear does not stop death, it stops life. It stops us from living. And I need you. We all need you to live. Will you do it?